This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. A job well done starts with great equipment. Butler Farm Equipment. Stop in today and check out their great selection of mowers in stock for spring, including Toro and Gravely mowers. Butler Farm Equipment also has special pricing on twine and net wrap. Get things done this spring with help from Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. Decades of delivering great service in the Peace Country. To learn more about their brands and equipment, find them on Facebook or visit butlerfarmequipment.ca. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to another edition of the show. A little later on, we're going to be talking to local activist and former politician Arthur Hadland about the Electoral Boundaries Commission. He attended one of the meetings in Dawson Creek and had some things to say, so we'll hear his take on representation of the North in the legislature. But first, Isabel Kayford's daughter Adora passed away in July of 2020 after battling DIPG, a terminal brain tumor. Her family is still lobbying to have Canada Institute May 17th as a National Day of Awareness for DIPG. And they've got some new initiatives and fundraising drives in Adora's name underway and in the works. So to talk about all that and or chat about all that and so much more, we're joined now by Isabel Kayford. Isabel, welcome back to Moose Talks. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here once again. Uh, you guys have established a foundation in Adora's name, which is quite an accomplishment. Uh, can you tell me a bit about that to kind of start things off and, and maybe even why you decided this was something you and your family wanted to do? This is something that we talked about um, with Adora mm-hmm. um, a little bit before she passed away. And she always wanted to just help children. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, in the last two years, life was... Um, um, a little bit harder for us, yeah. <laughs> but um, this Christmas um, we decided to join together all um, the Kayford families, mm-hmm. Grandpa and brother and sisters, and we all raised money together and we um, sponsor a family for Christmas. Two little boys and mm-hmm. uh, two or three. Uh, it was fun, mm-hmm. and we um, actually got us together closer. So we said, you know what? It might be hard to be out there a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, it's very great. Um, um, it felt good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, it was. It, it, you started the foundation. You said you kind of talked to Adora about it to help children. It. It's. It seems like a way you can give back in so many ways. You've already mentioned it. One of the things is you want to help people out at Christmas. You also have some other ideas in mind, maybe a, a dance sort of a grant for a dance festival or I think something else here, uh, maybe sending some kids to Camp uh, Sagatawa, if I said yes. that right, as all part of this, as you say, for helping children. Eh? Mm-hmm. Well, with uh, with launching Adora's Foundation, we got our certificate here. Mm-hmm. Um, we called it Adora Wish Foundation yeah. with the French word on it. Um, my children are all uh, from the French immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went around and we, we want to launch this foundation uh, with um, the sponsoring of Burger King mm-hmm. and Ford Motor. 
Mm -hmm. um, they're going to do, they're going to help us um, raise money every year and bring awareness for the IPG every May 17. So Burger King is uh, uh, doing um, this every year. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of very proud to announce our um, association with these two um, main company in town mm -hmm. and uh, with with this money um, that is raised we want to keep it here in the community and we would like now Adora would um, graduate grade six this year wow. and in a French immersion they go to French camp and they so um, and they always together yeah what we would like to do is always set maybe we can do like grade three when Adora was the last time when she went to school so I reached out with the central school and we're going to create a grant we an annual grant where we're going to send two children to Sega Tower camp. camp. Gotcha. That is the last camp Adora did before she was diagnosed. She was actually diagnosed nine days after she came back from this camp. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's very, um, it's, it's a fun thing. So um, we want to do that every year. And then um, my kids were a Highland dancer. I see. Um, and um, Adora was on her way. We were on our way to a competition when we ended up at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, what we wanted to do is keep um, involved, ourselves involved with the dance studio, mm -hmm. and we wanted to offer um, the dance studio a grant every year for uh, some of the kids that dance. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do this with the money raised here in our community. Wonderful. Um, lots of different ideas there and lots of sort of spreading it around. Um, what, what kind of families are you hoping to help? Because if I remember right, DIPG, it's not just families struggling with that perhaps that you're looking no. for because it is fairly rare if i remember yes. right uh but you're sort of it's broader than that you just want to help families kind of in general who might be struggling with something at the time eh? yes that's what we we want to do actually when we went to ronald mcdonald house with adora for almost three months um, Adora would always say, all these little kids look so brave, and they, they all had their tube, they all had, like, um, physically aware that they were struggling. Mm -hmm. Adora, you couldn't tell. So she was always, like, she always, like, I, I don't know if I should be here. I think we should be helping them, Mommy, what we can do for them. So it didn't really matter what, what was wrong with. She just wanted to make the kids smile. Mm -hmm. um, so... In Canada, they say 30 to 40 children will be diagnosed with DIP gene every year. Mm -hmm. um, this is uh, rare. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to help the children with cancer, but we want to help children. So if it's just a struggle with a different disease or a different um, reason, then we're all here. Absolutely. Now, part of this is uh, that you came by last year, which was kind of the first time we happened to meet, is uh, you were pushing a petition to have Canada Institute a National Day of Awareness yes. for DIPG, which is coming up because it's already happened in several other countries around the world on May 17th. Yes, May 17th. Um, you're still working on that, of course. Uh, but first, I wanted to talk a bit about the city is doing something, aren't they? Yes. Um, th this uh, We've been working very hard to get May 17 as awareness for DIPG. Um, Australia, United States, Europe. So we just want to follow the same date. Mm -hmm. um, here, um, the Fort St. John City declare um, May 17 awareness Day here in Fort St. John. So they will um, light up. The Parmore? Uh, yeah, at the Centennial Park yes, stage there. It. Gotcha. Uh, but we have a group here in, in, in Canada where um, five or six family together um, that has been working to get this May 17 going. Mm -hmm. um, and they uh, we got great news. Um, 
May is um, already a Brain Cancer Awareness Month. Okay. Um, so May 17 will be for DIPG. Um, we have uh, Le Chateau Frontac in Quebec City that's going to light up his lights for May 17. Wow. Um, we have uh, the CN Tower in Toronto that's going to follow us too. So um, for us here, um, our Kayford little gang here, we're pretty proud to say that uh, Fort St. John is going to follow these big cities and do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we are still working this year on uh, the petition. It's kind of a little bit harder to get it this year, but last year we, we went over 4,600 um, signature. Mm-hmm. So we are hopeful um, to get to declare May 17 awareness day. It would help to educate the public about this disease. It will encourage funding to support ongoing research. It will increase dialogue in the professional medical community, mm-hmm. further pro- publicize and promote Canada's involvement in the fight against the IPG and in honor the victim of this terrible disease and their family. Now we know about 30 more children will be uh, faced and their family will be faced with the the devastation of the IPG and we would love to uh, be a part of the um, we would love to not have them to fight alone, mm-hmm. and the government should be a big support. And especially with the IPG, is no survival, and the children has nine to tel- twelve months to survive, and we have to watch them lose each uh, important um, um, uh, living. <laughs> sort of like function of function, their body. Function, that's the yeah. word I was looking okay. for. And so it is very devastating to watch your child um, become blind, deaf, and not being able to um, walk. And you have to just wait till they pass away. Yeah. So um, the support should be while it's happening and after the aftermatch. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you were saying before we went on the air here, um, you guys have made some progress in that, in that you're, I believe, if I understand right, you're, you first of all have some political power behind it. You've got a liberal MP and some others who are going to be helping out. And uh, you're perhaps making a presentation of some of this group you're talking about. Is that correct? Um, they're presenting to get a bill. Yes. yes. Okay. Gotcha. And um, we already have one MP this year again from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I know I forget the name. Um, she already presented it. Oh, um, okay. They, she went in with 24, 25 uh, signature. And um, now we're just waiting for um, to be accepted. And the minute, the minute the government accepts it, now we can all start voting again. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is it's probably going to be like this every year for a long time. We just don't want to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, the government is not listening. It's such a rare disease and cancer. And no one wants to talk about child cancer children. And yeah. the government is a part of it too. It's only 1% of the money that goes to research for children cancer so we need to make it louder mm-hmm. it is very uncomfortable um people don't like talking about um children sick but it really happens and then when we get this we fall into a world that we had no clue exists and it's a big world mm-hmm. and um dipg is one of the worst one um only because of the way they're dying mm-hmm. And they have no chance at all. Um, it's been the same thing. I think the first they say it, it was 1926 that was declared the IPG. It's been that long. Wow. And there's no cure for that. It's it's just the cancer for the IPG is a glioma cancer where it, it spreads everywhere. It's not like it creates a ball where you can remove it. It just goes everywhere like and, it, and, and, and it's in the liquid so you cannot take it out. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
hopefully the technology and um, getting together to raise money and for our government to listen and pay attention. Um, our kids are suffering and our families are left behind now. We have other children. Um, little Tyler in Edmonton passed away too. They, he's got young, the young brothers and sister. And I, my big, big goal with the Doris Foundation is to get into the school system mm-hmm. and to be able to have a, a protocol to for them to be able to use to help our children i really wanted to say thank you to um mrs Caillou and the principal um at um the high school mm-hmm. um and 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 how would they know how many times i lost my mind with the um they're so good to me i i need to say thank you to them um we need to say thank you for central school um for, to, for keeping adora alive and all these children there they Everybody knew Adora for like six years, and they still talk about her. And I go mm-hmm. to their school, and they talk about her. So Adora is graduating grade six this year, So, and um, we're going to be represented by a certificate when we go to Central this year. Wonderful. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, feed them lunch. Now it's grade six, so they graduate, and they're going to um, the next step of their lives. And um, I love the fact that they're keeping us in, 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 in their heart. That's wonderful. Um, We've got just about a minute left, Isabel. Uh, people listening who maybe want to help out in some way. They maybe want to sign the petition if, if that's still going out. They want to be at the barbecue that's uh, slated for July 1st at Fort City Chrysler uh, to raise money. What can they do? How can they get a hold of you if they say, I want to throw in some cash or I want to do this or what have you? What, what's the best thing they can do? Um, we have an uh, email address for Adora. Okay. Um, it, and now this is all attached with a bank, and we can receive e-transfer there. And it's um, adorawishfoundation at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and it's, of course... Um, um, open up to do any time or you can phone me too on my cell phone um, 250-793-6723 and we can arrange um, the donation. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Isabel. Well, I really appreciate you coming by and reaching out again to come talk about this and I wish you good luck in uh, working with Parliament to get that National Day and uh, congrats on having the city do something for you and on, on the foundation. Thanks for stopping by again, Isabel. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. That's Isabel Kayford uh, who's uh, trying to establish or has established Adora's Wish Foundation. We'll be right back to talk with Arthur Hadland all about the Electorals Boundary Commission right after this on Moose Talks. Do you have some good news you'd like to share with the community? I've got good news. We here at Moose FM know that the news has been bleak lately and want to spread some positivity. Whether you're fundraising for the SPCA or saw some kids selling lemonade in your neighborhood, we want to hear about it. Email us at news at moosefm.ca and we'll share your good news right after the 7.30 news and online at moosefm and energeticcity.ca. Good news brought to you by Frontier Law. We look forward forward to hearing from you. You're shopping around for an automobile. Come see Ford City Chrysler. You're trying to find the very best deal. Looking for a fine pre-owned vehicle? Ford City Chrysler has cars, trucks, minivans, and SUVs. Four-wheel drive pickups and diesels, too. Many with remaining factory warranty. And they're all quality inspected and ready to go. At Ford City Chrysler, you're buying from your hometown dealer. No pressure, no hassles, just honesty and integrity. Only at Ford City Chrysler. Only in Fort St. John. 
personal, powerful conversations that deserve to be listened to. Before the Peace is a new podcast now available on all major platforms that highlights Indigenous voices in the North Peace of British Columbia. Before the Peace will take you on a journey through an Indigenous lens on the history of the Peace region. We touch on the triumphs and trials of some well-known leaders of Treaty 8 territory. We chat about Indigenous influences on TikTok, identity, the first settlers of the Peace, and so much more. Thank you to Steve and the crew at Troy Ventures for funding such an important project. Subscribe today at energeticcity.ca slash podcasts. Rogers Trucking is a locally owned and operated company for over 60 years in the Peace region. Now they want you to come and join their team. Rogers Trucking is currently accepting applications for Class 1 drivers. Apply in person at the location at 6446 Airport Road or email your resume to safety at rogerstrucking.ca. Rogers Trucking, here for the long haul. For all your gravel and sand needs in the Peace region since 1962 and proudly committed to their customers, visit rogerstrucking.ca. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm here to help you understand what the heck goes where when it comes to sorting your garbage and recycling at home. 25% of all residential garbage in BC is food waste, more than any other type of waste. You can help reduce that number by creating a backyard compost bin. It is easy and quick to make your own compost from organic materials, such as kitchen scraps and yard waste. We all have a role to play in reducing the amount of waste produced in our region. Help us protect the places and the people we all love. Download the WasteWise app to find out what goes where, available for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play or visit fortstjohn.ca for more information. If you were searching everywhere for Kuma Camp Chair last year and struck out, get to Backcountry, like now. They just received a massive order of Kuma Camp Chairs in singles and doubles with the heated option available for both. Kuma Outdoor Gear is designed in Canada and will sell out fast. Backcountry also has children's camp furniture and outdoor kitchen setups. Backcountry, where we help you enjoy the great outdoors. Visit Backcountry Fort St. John on Facebook or backcountryfsj.com. If you're craving a really good meal, and I mean a finger-licking good meal, head to KFC for their original recipe tenders box meal. Enjoy four original recipe tenders, one popcorn chicken, one side, fries, a drink, cookie, and two dips, all for just $12.79. Plus, KFC also has great deals on original recipe tenders buckets and famous chicken sandwich meals. All offers are available for a limited time, so stop into KFC today. The original recipe tenders box meal, just $12.79 at KFC. 100th Street, Fort St. John. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to the show. Now we're going to be joined by uh, someone who attended the Electoral Boundaries Commission meeting in Dawson Creek that was uh, earlier this week. He's a uh, former politician and activist, and everyone I've talked to who said he was going to be here today had a story to share about him. I'm very pleased to be joined by Arthur Hadland today on Moose Talks. Arthur, how are you doing? Very good. Thank you for the invite. Thank you very much for uh, taking some time to be here today. Uh, so let's talk a bit about the commission. You went to one of the meetings um, and you did, uh, I believe, speak at it. I just wanted to start with what kind of what you heard from most of the people who were there and maybe even what the response from the commission was like in general. What, what, what was the, the mood of people who attended that meeting like? <clears throat> well, the, uh, what I saw there was well over 100 people attended. Yeah. It was in Dawson because, unfortunately, we didn't seem to have a venue in Fort St. John. Mm-hmm. The commissioners, there's three commissioners, 
there's the chief electoral officer. They were basically bureaucrats. Yeah. And uh, another woman who was part of the bureaucracy. But the chair was a Supreme Court judge, and <clears throat> she was listening. I was sort of impressed and pleased. Mm-hmm. This is the second time I participated in them. And we had one, oh, I don't know, must have been 10, 15 years ago, where they actually split north and south. Okay. And so we were in Beldon, we're voting in Dawson Creek, a <laughs> crazy world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is that I was most impressed with the people attended. They stood up, they spoke their mind, they wanted to see the two electoral areas, north and south piece, maintained. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a little bit dangered there because... Our system is a British Westminster system. Yeah. I don't know if anybody understands that, but it's very rigid. comes from the British. And there was an old idea that went back to the Papillon Rebellion in 1837. Representation by population. Mm-hmm. Old idea, bad idea for us. And so we need to readdress that using geography and our resources as a major uh, compelling argument for retaining at least two uh, constituencies here, north and south. Mm-hmm. And I was suggesting maybe we should ramp that up and have one for representing Fort Nelson. There's a bit of a, a good reason for that, and that goes back to the uh, Atlan at one time had their own MLA, mm-hmm. and that was done away with. And I think having driven through British Columbia, where I saw the Lower Mainland, over 4 million people inhabit Vancouver Island and the Lower Mainland, and there's 5 million in the province, so there's less than a million of us in the hinterland. And we have the resources and the geography that allows us to grow as a province. Absolutely. And it has to be recognized. Mm-hmm. I think Dan Davies has come on here many times, and we've he's brought this up. It's very important to him. Um, he says, you know, like his constituencies the size of are bigger than some small European countries, um, whereas some of his, uh, you know, colleagues in Vancouver, uh, there are a couple city blocks in terms of geography. Uh, so it, the idea is... You can't just make this about how many people live in a spot because then all of BC at some point may be one giant uh, electoral area and then Vancouver essentially. Well, right? we'll have no representation. 100%. We'll have, or, what, there's about 66,000 north and south of the river. Mm-hmm. I was just down there at the BC Cancer Foundation and just down the street on Broadway is George Hyman's office. Mm-hmm. He's a minister. I'll bet you he does. He could walk to the uh, uh, constituents of sixty or seventy thousand people, mm-hmm. whereas Dan and uh, Mike Bernie are really disadvantaged. I mean, they have to reach out a long ways to meet their constituents. I, I think that needs to change. There is a system that would work, and I threw that out the last time I made presentations. Uh, the Brit- the Swiss probably got the most democratic system in the world. I really mm-hmm. believe that. It's called the Canton system. And there, you really do have representation by the people. And uh, it's a much more honest system. Our system is anti-democratic. I don't know if anybody realizes it. but when- And it doesn't matter what color you put in front of the party, whether it's pink, green, red, whatever you think is the right color... Uh, those people are not, uh, the, the representatives you elect are not directly responsible for the 
constituents, mm -hmm. they sign an agreement that they're subservient to the party system. Mm -hmm. And it really destroys democracy. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, I think our system here is... Uh, we we tend to destroy the democracy, as I understand it, by and for and of the people. And then we have failed policies. And I'm going to take a run at this, if you don't mind, sure. is the uh, carbon tax. Mm -hmm. It's a false, false initiative. If the people in Lower Mainland want to contribute to that, let them do that. But I have a perfect example, and I think this rep speaks to all the people in our constituencies here. If you get your natural gas bill out and look at it, there is a whole bunch of costs in there that they seem to add in there. I don't know, delivery charges and company use delivery riders and on and on. But the one that I'm going to focus on is your commodity charge, the actual natural gas that it takes to run your house. And then on top of that, the carbon tax. In my instance, and I don't know, maybe I'm a bit out of a flavor of some people, but I think a lot of people have this. Uh, the last uh, bill I got, which was for two months, was $800. Mm -hmm. So that means 400 bucks a month to keep us warm at home. During the winter, it was the harshest part of our weather. But the actual carbon tax was 54% of the... 54%. Yeah. And if anybody's curious enough to look at the... Uh, uh, our three-year fiscal plan, our budget... And I really recommend everybody out there, I mean, there's easy access with uh, computers now. The carbon tax contributes over $2 billion to our um, budget, which is $64 billion. Mm -hmm. Our natural gas royalties, and I think this bespeaks of the lack of understanding of how important our resources are, is $223 million. Mm -hmm. So you have an M and a B. And it's about 10%. So our resources are not giving the full credit for the value they contribute to mm -hmm. the province. And to bring this all back, I mean, if there was better and more representation of the North, uh, Victoria would be hearing this or would be more likely to hear it. I think so. And it's just not our region. It goes yeah. across on the other side, the rocks, Prince Absolutely. George, all the way down. And I really believe that this carbon tax should be removed, at least for the residential people, if not for agriculture, the other resource sectors, mm -hmm. um, the uh, forestry and the uh, petroleum industry. I really think that we should not be paying it mm -hmm. because that just goes into the big slush fund called the provincial budget, $64 mm -hmm. billion. We, It doesn't contribute to any uh, sort of positive changes in and uh, climate change or anything else. I, and it's, it's crazy to think that it would. I just don't see how it can. And if the people have got mass transit, they've got a consolidated uh, uh, system of transport down there, fine, let them pay. But up here, we've got to drive all the way down there to meet with family, do business down mm -hmm. there. And I just did that uh, two weeks ago. We are losing. And... Losing big time. I, I think the carbon tax needs to be removed. Well, north of Hope, we don't need it. Mm -hmm. And it's not contributing a damn thing to climate change, to bettering climate change. I just, I'm grumpy about that. And so that's a failed policy. There was other failed policies, I thought, too, or, or uh, 
Well, I guess I can't help but not mention Site C. That is a failed one. That will, mm -hmm. that will not work in the end. I mean, the Premier was up here doing the glad hand, but that thing, there's just too many problems. The uh, Shapri shales there are just old mud, and it'll be just like the Peace River Bridge in 1957. But anyhow, that's a story for another day, but, <laughs> but I, I, that is a lose-lose deal. Yeah. All right. Well, I did want to quickly say there is still a public process open for this on the Electoral Boundaries Commission online if people want to until the end of the month. You can uh, Google that and find out. Uh, we have a minute left because I wanted to make sure I ask you about this. You've written a book uh, a bit about your family history. Can you tell us a, a bit about that and, and what that was like writing for you? Well, I guess over 20 years, my uh, father has stimulated me. He lived to be 100 years old, so I had the advantage of wonderful stories about times gone by mm -hmm. and I think every family in every part of the region has those stories but my family came from a fairly educated background in England they had suffered a depression lost a whole shoot match they had a wonderful farm back there and so when they moved here they were impoverished five dollars to get through a, a winter so I've captured this into a book and I was just doing it for family yeah and then one day the light came on I thought no I've uh, I have a disease called multiple myeloma it's a form of cancer and and we have the leading edge of cancer research and treatment in the world I think maybe Israel is takes a run at us too but yeah but we are leaders and so I I'm distributing it and it's you can get free copies from me or you pay a little buck or two at the museum it's available and uh, those funds will go into the bc cancer foundation they're hoping to raise 50 million dollars for cancer research and it's all forms of cancer breast cancer uterine cancer and the most recent stuff in technology so i would encourage anybody if they're the least bit interested contact me the museum and we'll make sure they get copies because I got lots of them. <laughs> All right. Well, Arthur, I really appreciate you driving out to see us today and uh, taking some time to uh, chat with us. Thank you so much. It was nice to meet you. It was a pleasure likewise, sir. Yeah, I like this. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. That's Arthur Hadland, as I said, activist and uh, former politician and a uh, local author. We'll be right back to uh, wrap things up here on Moose Talks right after this. I'm Bob Zimmer, your Member of Parliament for Prince George, Peace River, Northern Rockies. I'm honoured to work hard for you and be your voice in Ottawa. If you need assistance, please stop by my Fort St. John office at 9916 100th Avenue. We're open Monday, Wednesday and Friday or call 250-787-1192. We look forward to seeing you. If you were searching everywhere for Kuma Camp Chair last year and struck out, get to Backcountry, like now. They just received a massive order of Kuma Camp Chairs in singles and doubles with the heated option available for both. Kuma Outdoor Gear is designed in Canada and will sell out fast. Backcountry also has children's camp furniture and outdoor kitchen setups. Backcountry, where we help you enjoy the great outdoors. Visit Backcountry Fort St. John on Facebook or BackcountryFSJ.com.
Moose FM is proud to support the Fort St. John Hospital Foundation's 23rd Annual Bluey Day on May 28th. If you want to show your support and be brave and shave for the Foundation's Cancer and Diagnostics and Treatment Fund, go to fshjhospitalfoundation.ca to register. This event brings our entire community together to show their support for those living with cancer. For more information, call 250-261-7563 or email fshjhf at northernhealth.ca. You're invited to participate in the Fort St. John Hospital Foundation's 23rd Annual Bluey Day. Be brave and shave. There comes a time when every adult must ask themselves the question. Very few are prepared to answer this question, but it must be answered nonetheless. And that question is... Hey, what's for dinner tonight? We know it's hard to decide what you want to make for dinner. Moose FM and Burger King have got you covered with what's for dinner tonight. Listen every weekday afternoon at 3 to get your name in the draw for a chance to win. A $50 gift card to Burger King. What's for dinner tonight presented by Burger King. Visit moosefm.ca for more details. Hey, do you want to play a game? Me, Gail, been always here. Reverse that song is here. Guess what song is playing in reverse for a chance to win a $50 gift card to So Sweet Cafe and 250 Pizza each week. We'll play a song in reverse at 250 weekday afternoons. So make sure you're ready to call in and make your guess. Good luck and have fun. No look. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to our guests, Isabel Kayford and Arthur Hadlin, for stopping by today. Get the latest news from energeticcity.ca right in your inbox every day. We'll send you a quick email with the stories you may have missed over at energeticcity.ca, along with a few extra things Greg likes to throw in there for you. All you got to do to sign up is go to energeticcity.ca slash newsletter, put in your email, and you'll start getting an email from us every day keeping yourself informed on the Peace Region and Fort St. John. Well, that does it for me, or uh, for the show today, I should say. Trey Lopashinsky is the producer of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. My creation is finally complete. <laughs> but now, what should I do with it? We can use it for Moose Eats just after 7 a.m. Dub's put in the hard work and built a wheel. All you have to do is spin for the chance to win a $25 gift card instantly to Red Barn Eatery, Mr. Mike's, Just Jack's, or Edo Japan. Play Moose Eats every weekday morning at 710. This is Moose Country. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.